Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture-related. I am your host, Christian, and as always, I am joined by my co-host and my good friend, Devon. How are you doing today, man? It's a, it's a great day today. Is it? It really is. Why is it a great day? I got my first COVID vaccine today, actually. Ooh, nice, nice. Fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. That's awesome. I still have to get mine. Um, still have to set up my appointment, but, I mean, it is what it is. So you're, you're halfway there. Halfway there, <laughs> yep. Pfizer gang. Oh, yeah. Get, getting ready to go back to the movies. You know, we, we, we got some good stuff coming up, and it's, it'd be silly not to. Um, I know for some people, uh, one of my uh, friends who actually is allergic to uh, sulfur has to hold off on getting their vaccine because apparently there is sulfur within uh, the vaccine. I think it's within uh, within one of the doses that you get. So he has to hold off. Yeah, has to hold off for a bit. But yeah, that's all right. But how's your week been? Just you, you've been good. Yeah, just another week. How about you? Um. It was all right. It's, it's been, I mean, work's been fine. It's just that, um, I don't know. Like it's, it was all right. I, I finished a tight. I'm now a Titans season two and one survivor. That was, I don't know how you did it. That was very rough, but like, I, I love the team Titans so much and, or the Titans. Um, I, I do want to see what's, I, I have to watch season three now. I mainly did it so I can watch uh, the red hood in action but eh, okay so season one was like eh, but like season two like it started getting kind of good and then it just went all over the place and then something happens at the very end which was like completely out of left field no build up to it whatsoever it just i was like yikes it was it was not a um it was not a fun time is what i'm pretty much trying to say um, aside from uh, Dick Grayson's uh, story throughout season one and two, I thought his was pretty nice. Him and Ravens, at least. But it is what it is, man. It's all right. We're here. It's a Friday, man. We have so much news to cover today. And, of course, we're going to be covering our season or, excuse me, episode two of the Falcon Winter Soldier later on um, right before we, um, you know, we're right after we get into the news topics. But, uh, yeah, before we get into today's show or today's podcast, you can listen to this podcast around uh, on platforms around the internet and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, for all of our latest announcements. So that's going to be a lot of lot of fun. You know, I, I, I try to balance between, you know, the tw- our, <laughs> our Twitter page and my own, and it says it, it it's it's been a stressful week. So I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna stick to my own personal for now. But Devin, are you ready to get into the topics of the week? Oh yeah. Are you sure? Are you ready for this? Because I I've we, we, we have to uh, we have to assemble the news team first. So are you ready? Bring it on. <laughs> classic classic run it is classic i was like you know we need something to kind of you know give give our our template our show more structure and i was like you know what we're gonna start you know i we, we got this nice little soundboard here you know it's it's, it's the weekend we can 
So might as well use it to uh, to our best ability, to our best use. So let's start off with the first topic of the week. This actually dropped earlier today. We finally got a look, a better look at James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Thank the heavens because because <laughs> this was a uh, this was a rough one, man. Like I was just like, when are we going to hear about this? I don't know when. And I, well, what what are your thoughts about it? Uh, as far as the trailer goes, I thought it was all right. It was more so focused on like the the dialogue and the the funny parts than the action, I guess, mm-hmm. which is what they were going with. Definitely had some moments. Got some. Uh, we got a new villain. It looks like, looks like looks like Starro might be coming through. Patrick Star, basically <laughs> making his way into the DCEU. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like this trailer. I think the the very beginning when they're you know they're they're playing the rescue mission to rescue Harley Quinn, and then, <laughs> and then you know she just they, shows up behind him. Yeah, she's like, you you were gonna save me, <laughs> and he's like, well. You know, yeah. And she's like, well, I can go back inside if you want. I was like, oh, my God. It's just it's such a Harley Quinn thing to do. And I, I love the dialogue with that. Um, I've seen a little bit of pushback for Peacemaker. I know some people are like, why is he getting his own spinoff HBO Max show? I'm not sure, but. It, I mean, it is a little strange. It's random. Off of nothing to just give him a show. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, yes, there are so many other characters they could d- delve into. But I, I feel like it's just because they have John Cena attached. That's probably yeah. the only reason, because they have a name attached to it. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. I don't know. That's uh, that's one for the ages, though. Very, very... um, August for this one. Yeah, August 6th, I believe. So, and, and it's the official Red Band trailer as well. Yeah, so. it's, it's definitely rated R. <laughs> When I was posting up on the Music City Drive-In for this trailer, and when it finally when it came through Warner Brothers, and I tried adding it into the um, into the mix, it was like, oh, by the way, this is a Red Band trailer. It's not going to show up. So I had to go to like another YouTube channel to actually, you know, get all that stuff in there. So, I mean, it is what it is. But, whoo, man, oh man. Um, yeah, got, got it all fixed. Uh, IGN came through. <laughs> it's like perfect. <laughs> but IGN yeah, coming through. Yeah, who who would have thought, right? <laughs> who would have thunk it? But it it looks really really great. You know, we get some new characters. We see a little bit of uh, Pete Davidson as well. So it is. Um, it <laughs> we got we got two Pete's in this one. The yeah. Doctor Who Pete and this this Pete. What did you think of the weasel? That actually grossed strange. That grossed me out, but like it works. I was like, oh, oh God, <laughs> what is and, this? Uh, and King Shark's looking pretty good. Yeah, from the beautiful, uh, beautifully hor- horrible, beautiful mind of James Gunn. But yeah, uh, King Shark is actually like prominent in this trailer. He just looks very. I I think maybe the film circles around him. Possibly might be a, might be an upgrade over over uh, King Croc. Well, anything was it King? No, oh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well anything's they won an Oscar yeah. for it. I don't know how. Wait, which what what did they win? The makeup, basically okay. for Killer Croc. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there you go. But yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it did, makeup. Look, it did look good. The makeup. Oh yeah, for sure. That. Yeah. D- yeah. D- don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't like, so this is technically a sequel. 
Yeah, they brought back Rick Flag. They got Harley Quinn. They brought back uh, Amanda Waller. But it's like a sequel, but also a soft reboot. So how does that, how does that I mean, happen? I feel like with the Suicide Squad, it's kind of hard to do sequels because it's the Suicide Squad. It's yeah. not meant for sequels. That, that, that is true. I mean, it's... I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it is a sequel, but at the same time, I feel like this is going to replace... I feel like this is literally what the you know well, did you see some of the replies to the to the trailer they're like this is, this is uh, uh, david ayer should feel ashamed to see this replacing his beautiful movie and his cut okay okay it's uh, just ridiculous people at this point. are very like I, i'm i'm not a big fan of david ayer like at all but i mean he he had his movie in theaters people didn't like the theatrical cut then the extended cut came out he's like oh no well you know like there's more to the story and then the extended cut was bad and it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, I mean, yes, he was only given around like what, six to seven weeks to like write the script. But I mean, the, the, like the movie was literally from the get go. It was just set up to fail. And it's like, I, they, they already said they're not going to reboot the air cut because they already dropped $70 million on Zack Snyder's justice league. I feel like for me, at least for this movie, um, no, a, as it is also happening, with Zack Snyder's Justice League, I mean, you know, I'm going to be throwing out the original. Like, I'm not even going to give it a second watch. I don't even own it on Blu-ray. Like, this, I'm definitely going to own on Blu-ray. Like, what was this, uh, was the um, the trailer for the original Suicide Squad amazing? Yeah, it was It was great. But this is James Gunn. We know what he can do. Um, I'm not sure who was very familiar with David Ayer um, in the superhero round prior but we've seen james gunn's work before and i i have no doubt in my mind that this is going to work out like this is the most confidence i've had in a dcu movie in a long time that and the the most yeah well yeah that and the batman of course that's coming out next year but yeah i mean honestly in you know we'll get into it in a little bit but it's i mean warner brothers is going on a different path so then actually go speaking of, yeah, speaking of, you, you want to take this next one? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Snyder heads. It's, it's uh, it's not looking great as of now. Mm. Warner media's and there it is. Sad <laughs> trombone. Warner media's and Sarnoff, um, has a couple quotes on Zack Snyder's justice league and DC's future. And she says the company will not be releasing David Ayer's version of suicide squad or continuing the Snyder verse just to kind of sum it up. And yeah. Of course it's, it's just, it's going to be the same thing for the next five years. Every DCU movie comes out. All the Snyder fans are just going to, just going to shit on it for no reason, just because they want the Snyderverse. It's just like, it's dumb. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I totally agree. And actually, uh, Ricky, um, over from Music City Drive-In, he actually had a nice little, um, a nice little message. And I guess I'll, I'll, I'll play it here for you guys because I think, I think people should hear this. And this is kind of what I agree with. Um, so l- let me play this for you. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. That's all we've heard continuously the last couple years. People were getting mad about it. Me, I was just neutral. You know what? Do what you want to do. You know, hashtag it away, tag everybody away, whatever. But then you finally got what you wanted. 
WB said, you know what? We're tired of hearing about it. We're going to give you the Snyder Cut. So we fast forward, get the Snyder Cut. People that didn't want the Snyder Cut enjoyed the Snyder Cut. We were happy. I'm happy for you guys for getting the Snyder Cut. But fast forward, and now it's not good enough. And the thing about it is, is when you think back from this entire process, them releasing the Snyder Cut was never going to be enough. Because at the end of the day, it was going to be released the Snyderverse. And that's a problem. We're all happy that you got your Snyder Cut. But enough. They're not releasing the Snyderverse. Don't boycott other films because they won't release the Snyderverse. You're being ridiculous. Be happy with the movie you got. And let's move on. They're not going to give two, three, four hundred dollars of budget of films for them not to work. They've been down this road. They're already moved on. You should do the same. So, yeah, there we go. That's I don't know if they heard that, but I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they 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 did. So he was pretty much saying and I thought you would have heard that, but it's okay. I'm still working this thing out. But he was pretty much saying that, you know, everyone's saying, you know, like release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. You finally get the Snyder Cut and then it's not enough. So now it's more of, you know, oh, restore the Snyderverse, restore the Snyderverse. And he's pretty much just saying, be happy with what you got. And let's move on because they're not going to. Yeah, I, I understand the disappointment when you see the Zack Snyder's Justice League and you see the potential that he laid out within that movie because even us, who were both doubters of it in the first place, we see that he laid out potential storylines for many other movies to come. Mm-hmm. But DC has moved on, and you definitely should too. Like, there's no <laughs> point in leaving comments under trailers for new movies. Like, What's the point? Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's it's insane. And I've seen some people saying, oh, is your boycott Godzilla versus Kong? I'm like, um, no, <laughs> I want my kaiju movie. I'm sorry. I I, I like I like, like you. I want to see this movie. Like, I want to see, you know, Zach continue his vision. Like it would be great if he could. But I mean, everyone's mindset now and it, and it's fine for the fan base to clamor for something that may or may not come true. You know, it's, it is a very strong fan base, whatever we've, we've seen this with the Cleveland Browns our entire lives. Like there is no stronger fan base. There's no quit. There is no quitting and there's nothing wrong with that, but people need to start being a little bit realistic because no Warner brothers is not transparent, but I think for the first time, in a while, they actually were because they said, "No, we are not doing the David Ayer uh, cut of his film." Like it, it's there, there's so, it happens all the time with studio interference. Sometimes it can be a good thing. Sometimes it is a bad thing. But if if if, if that were the case, the Snyder cut was like a very special circumstance because of what happened to him and his family. Like, right. That was just a very unfortunate event and. It makes sense for there to be a, a specific cut for him for that movie. We're not going to have a cut for every bad movie. It's yeah, just not going to happen. Exactly. You 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 can't you can't do that. If that was the case, we would have got one for Fantastic Four, Green Lantern, um, <laughs> X Men Origins, Wolverine, and so on and so forth. It's just it, it's it's not it it doesn't make any sense. 
I mean, I, I get it. People are like, oh, well, they said that before. And look where we are four years later. I understand that. But just like Devin said, it is a special circumstance because he lost his daughter. His daughter took her own life. I don't think anyone in David Ayer's family had passed away from suicide that I know of or that we know of. Like, totally different circumstance. Suicide Squad was bad. The moment that it was greenlit, it was going to be bad. But for the Snyder verse, like, it sucks, but it's just, it's it's time to move on. We, we, we got the Suicide Squad. There's so many other projects coming in the mix. You know, we got the Batman coming up. We got the Flash movie coming up. We can we can static shot. We're getting a Zent a Zentana movie. It's there, this speaking is of, yeah. Speaking of our next, DC, um, DC is getting some pedigree in their in their line of directors here. They're they're following the MCU, getting some Oscar worthy directors. Yeah, we got for pro- the uh, for the Zatanna superhero movie. We're getting Emerald Fennel, the writer and director of Promising Young Woman. Very good, very very good, movie. amazing movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm. Okay, Emerald, I, I, I'm just asking, please, please cast Amelia Clark. That's all I'm asking. I'm, I'm feeling on to <laughs> Or, honestly, I wouldn't be mad either way. Like, those are, or, honestly, you know what? Let's get Haley Seinfeld in the DCEU. Why not? She's, she's got a lot on her plate. I she know. does. I mean, hey, um, uh, Dickinson season three got greenlit, so. Exactly. Hey, I'm telling you, you're missing out. It's good stuff. I I love it so much. But yeah, um, so yeah, promising young woman's director, uh, Emerald Fennell. Uh, it's I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, this does come from uh, Variety, so it's it, and it's one of their exclusives as well. Uh, so I mean, not I mean, it's it's great to put that on here. And I think a lot of people are thinking now with uh, the Eternals because Nomadland is you know getting all the smoke and fire. Uh, behind it, you know, pushing it towards the award season, it won um, the uh, the PGA um, for uh, best film. So it's probably definitely going to show up during the Oscars. But people are thinking, you know, they haven't released anything Eternals related, but the movie's been done. The movie's finished There's wrapping. Nothing released for it. Yeah, like nothing. We've just been clamoring and just <laughs> hoping. Like there's been like weird like drawings that people are posting. That- yeah aren't official that we're just kind of taking <laughs> and just accepting. Yeah. So, I mean, what people are thinking is that, you know, Marvel's trying to hold out to see if, um, if Chloe Zhao gets, it's when she gets that nomination spot for Nomad land, if, if, and when probably when, so they can say, Oh, you know, brought to you by Oscar nominated director, Chloe Zhao blah, 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 blah. I think that's what they're doing. And a lot of people on Twitter think the same thing. So it, it stands to reason, you know, it, it makes sense, but I'm, I'm really excited for, I think DC might be doing the same thing with his antenna movie. So I mean, she's, I've seen her a lot in um, like young justice uh, shows and whatnot. She has like a very prominent role there um, with uh, Dr. Fate as well. And so that that's, it's, it's, it's good stuff for sure. But you know, and, and moving on here, we got a little bit more Warner Brothers news coming on with our next topic. I promise. I believe we should be done with all because there's there's a lot of Warner Brothers uh, news out there today. 
But um, you know what? It's it's time to talk some more Game of Thrones. You know, we we got there's a million Game of Thrones spinoff series um at the um in the works at HBO. We have of course the House of the Dragon that's supposed to be set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Um, it's it's essentially during the the story tells you know uh, it's about Daenerys's ancestors ruling West, Westeros, which you know pretty much leading up to. Robert's Rebellion. Uh, we also have the Dunk and Egg Project that's going to be coming out. We also have the Nymeria Project that revolves around uh, Queen Nymeria. Um, uh, she is a uh, revered, she's an ancestor of uh, House Mortal uh, for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. Uh, founded the uh, Kingdom of Dorne. We also have the Sea of Snake uh, spinoff in the works. Um, uh, with a working title, Nine Voyage, uh, Voyages. I think the Sea Snake kind of works a little bit better, but I'm not sure. We also have the uh, Flea Bottom uh, film, uh, uh, series coming out as well. Uh, the project is set um, in the notorious King, Land of, King Landing's slum of Flea Bottom, uh, which is pretty much the where, where all the commoners and whatnot, where, where all they live within King's Landing. And then there's also the Game of Thrones uh, animated drama series, supposedly. But uh, there, there's a few in the works. Uh, some people are happy. Some people aren't. Um, I wouldn't expect them to do a one and done with Game of Thrones. Like, we knew, you know, House of Dragons is coming up. But it seems like they have these others on deck. And honestly, like, as silly as these names sound, at least they're being transparent about it. We, we know something that is happening with the world of Westeros and where they plan to head with the, with this franchise. So, I mean, it's, it's great that, you know, we know, we kind of know what to expect. And obviously I'm sure a lot of these things are subject to change, but it's, it's, it's good stuff. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. I need some more game of Thrones action in my life, but anyway, (laughs) Let's move on to our next topic here. Debbie, more, you... more Warner Brothers news. Oh, man, I missed one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Regal Cinemas is planning to reopen in April. That's the first part. Woo! Their parent company, Cineworld, and Warner Bros. have also reached a multi-year deal to show Warner Brothers films in the U.S. and U.K. I believe it's a 45-day window. Yes, for uh, starting in 2022. Which, honestly, is kind of like the reverse of what Warner Brothers is doing now. You know, as of right now, you know, they're doing the day and date for this year. It makes sense, um, you know, because of the uh, because of the pandemic and whatnot. But um, I, I think you're a little bit. I mean, I'm excited for this, but you you seemed more excited. This seemed more up your alley. Yeah, I just want I want theaters to live. That's all it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, too. It's just uh, there, there are just some movies like I, I like I'm 50 50 sometimes because of course, you know, movies like Godzilla versus Kong, you know, we're, we're going to go see that in theaters. So we are th- seeing it in theaters and, you know, we're going to review it here on the pod, but you know, for, for the smaller non blockbuster films, I feel like I could just watch those at home. Like if I'm going to the theater, I want it, I want it to feel like an event, but you know, sometimes it is just nice to get out of the house. So I understand both sides other circumstance you know obviously streaming streaming is not going away anytime soon if ever but i feel like theaters i feel like theaters are going to be fine it's just i don't think they're going i mean a lot of people weren't going to the movies unless it was like a big um like third well not third party but big franchise 
a blockbuster movie anyway, but uh, it, it just depends. But I'm I'm fifty fifty. I'm obviously you know I do miss the theaters. Like don't get me wrong, but you know I I want to see both thrive in their own way. <laughs> so I was, I was surprised to see forty five days because yeah. I would have expected more of a middle ground. It seems like they went went a little longer than they would have I would have expected. But because Universal's what was it thirty they did or fifteen? I think it was fifteen. But Paramount Plus is also doing forty five for like yeah maybe forty five is just what the standard. what the industry is going to go for yeah because the people who want to go to the theaters well supposedly you know depending on if people are feel safe enough or have been vaccinated and then the people who kind of want to stay at home they can you can I mean you can still catch it on and you'll be able to catch it on HBO Max forty five days later which honestly isn't bad i think for this year it does make sense um you know for what they're doing but next year you know they, they are trying something new which you know warner brothers as crazy as they are they are probably one of my top favorite studios they, they have a lot of properties a lot of movies that i like to watch like they, they make good stuff i mean they, they really do i mean dc aside warner brothers makes a lot of good stuff like, but yeah, th- this, this does make sense. And it's a multi-year deal. So th- they're kind of thinking of the future, you know, okay. Even after, you know, uh, this whole COVID thing is over, you know, this is what we're going to have moving forward. So it looks like it is a multi-year deal for that within the U S and the UK. So that's cool. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. All right. Um, next up on the list here, we have, uh, Sony, <laughs> Sony and PlayStation Productions are developing a Ghost of Tsushima movie with John Wick's Chad. Um, I'm sorry, I do not have my glasses on right now. Um, Chad Stahelki? Stelsky? Sure. Sure. You want to give a go at it? Give a go at it? Stahelski. Stahelski. Okay, that's what I thought. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Ghost of Tsushima is a um, new IP that Sucker Punch Games that is owned by um, Sony Interactive Entertainment, or excuse me, now it's PlayStation Studios. Um, they, they made a new game called Ghost of Tsushima, which takes place in feudal Japan and has been critically acclaimed. It, it is a very good uh, game, pretty much what Assassin's Creed in Japan would be i actually like it a little bit better than assassin's creed but it is a story-driven game so it looks like they're making a movie out of it um with john wick's uh director so uh stahelski looks like he's you know he's taking on a new project um this is okay i feel like it would have been better more of like a tv space thing but at the same time i feel like ghost of Tsushima isn't that big like the last of us to be just making a movie for, but even though the last of us is getting a TV show, um, but you, you haven't played this, have you? No. Okay. Well, you have a PlayStation, so you should pick it up at some point once it's like $20. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to really get excited for any of these Sony movies until they actually come out with something and prove that they are uh, up, up to par. If, if Uncharted or The Last of Us is is actually impressive, then then we can start to have our expectations go up. 
True. But before The Last of Us comes out, you need to at least play the first game. That's all I ask. Because then you'll be able to have a better insight as to what I'm talking about and, you know, a better compare and contrast for HBO. But actually for HBO, uh, Last of Us, I believe they did say there are going to be more extended, um, more more surprises that, you know, that Last of Us fans that will be coming up in the TV adaptation. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, you know, it it's, it's definitely interesting. It sounds amazing so far. We have two great castings thus far with, um, oh my gosh, uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey um, as Joel and Ellie respectively. But it's, you know, it, it is, it is a very li- linear game. So there are some parts they probably will have to take out. Because, you know, with The Last of Us, you know, you're learning, like, the shooting mechanics and all that stuff. And, you know, you're not constantly rummaging for, like, new, uh, for scattered parts or, like, uh, residue parts um, and whatnot. But it just uh, it just depends. But apparently, it looks like Maisie Williams said that she wanted to play Ellie if there ever was a movie adaptation. And honestly, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. Between... Um, Maisie, uh, Maisie Williams and Bella Ramsey were both uh, from Game of Thrones. Or even, I think people were saying, oh my gosh, uh, Caitlin Dever. She would have been good. Maybe as like an older Ellie, I think, for Last of Us Part Two. But season one is only going to cover the first game. So there's that. But yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. The Ghost of Tsushima thing, I, I agree with you on that. Just have to wait and see because video game video game movies just aren't really all that great. But Let's move on to our next topic here. You want to take this one away? Yes, we have some some Hawkeye spinoff news that it's not involving Millie Bobby Brown. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> so uh, Echo from the Hawkeye series is already getting a spinoff series without even being introduced yet. Yeah. It's kind of impressive. So Echo is a, a deaf Native American character played by... I'm going to say Alakwa yeah. Cox. See, I knew that one. And it's in the early stages of development for Disney+. Plus. Um, Eton and Emily Cohen are going to be writing it and executive producing it. So some good names there. Yeah. So what do, what do you think of, you know, these spinoff series that get greenlit before the actual movie or show comes out? Because we've seen it. Well, we're seeing it with Peacemaker for the Suicide Squad and the HBO Max series that got greenlit. And now it looks like we're seeing it for Echo with Hawkeye and like her own, uh, her spin, a spinoff of a spinoff pretty much, but a spinoff it's, series of, yeah. It kind of just depends. Like we mentioned for the Peacemaker series, it kind of just feels like they have John Cena. So they're just going to try to take advantage of his name and just put that out there. For this one, it's a little more exciting for me because it seems like, they might be really excited for what this actor can do. Mm. I, don't, I don't even know if she's been in anything, but not that I know of. Yeah, unknown actors are really great to you know see. Yeah, if they're already if they're already greenlighting this, then that means they must be impressed with her, and that's definitely exciting. Yeah, and um, within the comic world, she does run into Daredevil a few times, so I'll have to wait and see. Very very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, it's okay. Mil- okay, but anyway, Millie Bobby Brown is talking to Marvel and DC about possible castings. Some people are saying she could be um, Shadow Kitty for for uh, 
the X-Men, possibly. Um, I don't know what she will be for DC. Maybe um, Artemis, possibly. I really don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, phenomenal actor, of course, but um, just keep our ears to the ground on that one. But, Devin, here's the biggest news. I didn't really put this at the top because I wanted us to get through all the Warner Brothers drama, as always. But Black Widow, Corella are to debut on Disney Plus and in theaters as Disney shifts dates for seven films, Devin. Seven films. This is big this, news. This is big news. There we go. <laughs> the big news. Um, so it looks like I think okay, I think I posted this earlier or a few days ago. The new um <laughs> The new release dates for pretty much everything that we are getting, which is literally insane. So now we have Black Widow coming out on July 9th. We have Shang-Chi coming out this year, September 3rd. And then we have The Eternals November 5th. And supposedly we have Spider-Man No Way Home on December December 17th. I don't know how this is all going to work, but... Four, four movies, baby. That's four movies there. And then we have Luca... That's skipping a theatrical release and going straight to Disney Plus. And we have... Which is strange. Very strange. It seems for everything Pixar related, this is happening. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing this with Pixar movies. Like, those are movies that we want to see in theaters. Yeah. And, I mean, we haven't really heard anything from Pixar either. It seems... It made sense for Soul. I'll say that because of the timing. It made sense for Soul, but... For late a late summer movie like Luca, like put that in theaters. Yeah, there'll, there'll be vaccinations by then. Yeah, it really sucks. And we also have Corella, which is also going to be doing a dual release for Disney Premiere Plus access and in theaters as well. Which is weird. You would think. I feel like there's no hype for that movie. I mean, I'm, I'm interested. Like Stone, but like, oh, I love him. That's kind of it. Uh, I mean, I I lo- I mean, I'm definitely going to see. I mean, we're going to go see Black Widow. In theaters, 100%. Because, number yeah. one, it's been too freaking long. And I don't know if I'm going to see Corella on the big screen. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But And also, um, a few of their other films. Uh, Free Guy got moved to August 13th. The King's Man got moved to December 22nd. Deepwater got moved to January 14th. And Death of the Nile, which is featuring Gal Gadot, Got moved to February 11th, 2022. Same thing with Deepwater 2022 on January 14th. But Kingsman is coming out this year. The Kingsman, excuse me. And Free Guy, which I totally forgot about. But Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I actually, I'm, it, it's been a while since we've seen Ryan. When's the last time we saw Ryan Reynolds on the on the? Uh, on the big screen. Pokemon? Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, was yeah. that before or after? I think that was you? that was before Pokemon. I think. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Any user. We have two more stories here. And then we're going to get into our Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode to review. So, we have more rumblings in the gaming world for uh, a new Nintendo Switch that's supposedly supposed to come out. Uh, this year, uh, late 2021. This has been in talks forever. This comes from Bloomberg. And it's just <laughs> apparently Nintendo plans to adopt an upgraded NVIDIA uh, chip, uh, <laughs> which, you know, 
has better graphics, better processing for a new Switch model planned at the end of the year. Um, for the shopping season, according <laughs> to the familiar familiar people people with the matter, but maybe uh, maybe the graphics will be five years behind now instead of ten. <laughs> I and I, I recently picked up a Nintendo Switch, um, you know, solely for Smash Brothers and Pokemon, and a little bit of Zelda here on the on the side, but mainly for Smash Brothers and of course Pokemon. But um, yeah, I. It's it is a great device to have. It's it's a great just ending. Not, not for third party games. Don't yeah. Do that to well, I will, I will say for third party games as in indies, absolutely. Yeah, sure. The the ones that aren't graphically. But I wouldn't be at all right. But I wouldn't play like Apex Legends on this thing. Or yeah, like, I've seen I've seen clips of that. And that's <laughs> not good. It's it's they're they're online like Nintendo like they make great games you know the the software is not the problem it is the service Nintendo's online is only twenty dollars a month and that sounds fantastic but you $20 know dollars a year yeah 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 twenty dollars a year and that sounds fantastic but you also get what you pay for like I've had to buy a land adapter to play uh, Super Smash Brothers online because the Wi-Fi uh, connectivity is horrid. And even with the LAN adapter, it's better, but it's still bad <laughs> at the same time. But it's just, you know, four years have come out. People have been asking for uh, themes for their Nintendo Switch. Nothing. There's a white and a black theme. There's no customizable profile pics that you can make. Literally, I honestly think they're missing out on a big market when it comes to streaming. Like, I, YouTube is on the Switch. Put, <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, put Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. Put all, the, put all those streaming services on there because people are going to take it on the go with them anyway. But... Put Quibi on there. <laughs> Quibi should live on Switches. No, 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 no. The, the, like, it's, I mean, it's, you know, gaming is all, is the, the three core, you know, pillars when it comes to a console. You have your hardware, your software, and your services. Hardware for Nintendo Switch, not graphically powered. Because, they, they are innovative. Yeah, like, they are innovative. Design-wise. Right. And they usually, they tend to build whatever hardware they're creating around that system, around those games for that generation. But graphically speaking, you know, eh, but then again, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate looks fantastic. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to wait and see for this. I just, I, I, I need, like, it might, it might just be called the new Nintendo Switch or something like that. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's there, there's so much talk between it, but I don't think it's gonna have 4K graphics. Um, but I don't know, man. It is. Speaking of uh, wait and see, we got some potential news here. <laughs> Microsoft might be in talks to purchase Discord for over ten billion dollars. Yes, that's a big chunk of change. That is amazing, and I say it's amazing because, well, actually, first. Let me get your thoughts about this because I've been rambling on for way too long. I feel mixed about this. I mean, obviously, I respect Microsoft as a company and what they do, but there are a few cases where they haven't had the best services. Everyone knows Skype notoriously not being great. 
and then Mixer is the other one that they tried to dive into, and then it just ended up failing. Okay. I just I don't if they if they do make this purchase, I hope they're just kind of more hands off because Discord's got a good thing going. It really does, and it has the best audio for. I mean, you know, we we do our podcasts on there sometimes. There, there was nothing before Discord like it. Like we we all used to go on Skype, and that was always terrible. Well, we, tried, well, we had we tried Teamspeak, Teamspeak, which was one of the worst things I've ever used in my life. Teamspeak is like early, early two thousands, like what people used to use to talk on like World of Warcraft. Yeah, like Discord really saved a lot of online friendships. Yeah, and it's it's centered around gaming. But I will I will push back a little bit because even before Microsoft acquired the rights to Skype, it was never good in my opinion. But I know a lot of people are worried that, oh, well, they ran Skype into the ground. It's like, well, Skype was like, okay. Um, Mixer, I feel like they were diving into a market that was already dominated by YouTube and especially by Twitch. But Mixer was the technically the best out of them and had uh, the, the, the latency was the best out of all three between YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer when it came to, you know, responding to, like, people in your chat and whatnot. Because I know one of my friends, she became an affiliate on Mixer, and then two months later, they shut it down. Um, and, of course, you know, they tried to get into the music market with Zune. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that is all in the past. You know it is different leadership now, and I think this is a good idea. If if Microsoft acquires it, I think it'll be good for gamers all around for every platform. Because could, if you imagine if Nintendo or Sony acquired Discord, you would not see it on any other gaming platform. I feel like if Microsoft does go through with this. They will definitely, since they are the most consumer friendly, I feel like they are the company that has the better chance of saying, hey, we have this great new app, you know, we want to put it on your console for, you know, people. Not even even just from a gaming perspective, like Discord has so many more uses. Like they could put it it on every work desktop, every work laptop. Yeah. Like get get rid of Microsoft Teams, please. Yeah, teams it is, and Skype, it like, is so bad. Discord teams is, bad. teams is okay. Definitely compared to Skype, it's it's pretty fine. But like, yeah, Discord could be a whole lot better. A lot better. Discord is just amazing. I absolutely love it. And you know, like I said, you know, we record our podcasts on there sometimes, um, and it's. It, it's great. Like, you know, we've, we, we're all, we have our own little servers and it's more than just a text and voice chat feature. You know, you can stream games. It's, there's so much more you can do with, um, with discord, but I do agree. I hope that, you know, they purchase it. They don't try to Microsoft buy it, you know, with all their stuff, just leave it as is. I mean, there might, I could definitely see them putting, discord on xbox but xbox live party chat has been like has never been bad so i really don't know we'll just have to wait and see (laughs) let me say that for every single one but anyway Devin, that concludes our news topics of the week um wow 43 minutes in we we went a lot to talk about today it's okay It, it was a pretty big news week but Devin, are you ready because we're about to get into our falcon and the winter soldier 
episode to review coming up. Oh, yeah. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. All right. So we are in. The most underrated villain in the MCU is coming back, baby. Yeah. And of course, this is spoiler territory as well. So if you haven't seen it, turn back now. I got to say really quick, Devin, I almost forgot to watch this today. I don't know why. It's just, I was so, like, between the hype between WandaVision, and we only have, like, a week break between WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that's might have what did it for me. But I was just like, holy crap, season, you know, episode two came out today. So much stuff came out today. We had Invincible, the first three episodes of that. If you haven't watched it yet, you should. It's on Amazon Video. And Solar Opposites, season two. It's finally out. It's about eight or nine episodes long, so I think I'm going to dive into that this weekend. But we are here to talk about The Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode two. Um, I believe it is titled The Star-Spangled Man. And I want to get your thoughts first you know then then i'll go and but yeah go ahead and lay it down for all of our listeners out there that was an amazing episode like there were there were a few people i saw that were kind of down on the first episode i could see why it was definitely a little slow getting into it and we didn't even have bucky and and, uh, sam meet up in the first episode which i thought was an interesting decision they kind of just showed us their, their different perspectives and, and how their lives have been going separately. But this episode gets right into it and we're right into the action again. And we're right into development of the story and the characters and everything. It just gets right into so many different things and there's a lot going on. A lot of new characters, which is very exciting. These new characters we got, ooh, we got some potential. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you there. I, I will admit a little bit, like, with the first episode did, it didn't feel like a snore fest. It was just more of, I don't know. It, it was setting up the world, you know, showing where these characters have been since the blip or since the events of Endgame, excuse me. Um, and, you know, seeing the personal side of both of these heroes and figuring out, you know, just how their daily lives are going about how they're dealing with, you know, Captain America being gone, which isn't, he's not, well, they have, didn't say he was dead. Like that is yet to be confirmed, yeah. but he could be on the moon. He could, he could just t- taking a vacation with, uh, uh, Nick Fury up there. But I don't know. Um, this, this episode definitely, you know, it's only six episodes long, so they had to get in, to the plot, the action, you know, the meat and potatoes right away. Even even with that, I was surprised. I I don't know about you, but I was not expecting John Walker this early. I was not expecting him this early at all either. Like he, he showed up at the end of the first episode. You're like, okay, a little tease. But then this episode, he's right into it, meeting our characters. Like <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Because we saw we saw that that fight scene on the two trucks in the trailers. We saw a good amount of it, but they were obviously hiding John Walker and his uh his buddy, his crew. Um, I forgot his, his battle, battle star, battle star, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a, a cool character too. Yeah. So what do you think of the new cap? I mean, <laughs> they really tried hard to make him make us like him in this first uh, part of this episode here. They're making him feel like a nice down to earth guy. He's just kind of an American war hero. 
got a nice girlfriend, got a nice friend. <laughs> but, you know, deep down, this is not a good guy. I have to admit, at first when we saw him, I was like, okay, you know, during during the interview, you know, when when they're out in this high school football field, he's talking to his friend. They, they, they tricked me for like a few minutes. They, they did. Me. I was like, he seems like a good, good guy. Yeah, like he seems like a down to earth guy. Like even before he, you know, went out to the football field, he was talking to his friend, and he was saying, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm not Captain America. You know, he's it's, it seems that like he was kind of just thrown into this role. Which makes it feel like, you know, we haven't, like, we're, it's, you know, them trying to make us feel like, you know, he's, he's kind of just here. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And even during the interview, it seems that he is a very genuine person of saying, look, you know, like, I'm not a super soldier. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be Captain America. I'm not trying to be Steve Rogers, but I will be the best Captain America that I can be. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's perfect. You know, there was, it seems that the reporter was trying to steer him in a different direction, but he kind of like stopped it to let everyone know, you know, what he was about. And that's what I really liked about it until like, you know, later on, you know, he does try to, you know, help out um, um, Bucky and um, Sam with the flag smashes, which are, you know, part of the, the the villainous side of this um of, of this series but it, it kind of yeah, goes we didn't, we didn't get to talk about too much about the flag smashers in our our first review because we were going strictly non-spoiler mm-hmm. so well yeah, we had I, to I, I love, I love the idea. <laughs> we had the idea of this group of people that are just like we kind of liked how it was when the blip happened. Like, we want to go back to that like that's so interesting to me yeah like well, it was just like it was like lawlessness and just kind of like they can just get away with more stuff and they, and they like that freedom that they had. So they're like, they're going to fight to try to get back to the, the blip times. Yeah. So what do they say? Uh, a world without borders is what they want, you know, back to the, yeah. so yeah. And um, yeah. So for, for the first episode, you know, we can, <laughs> we can talk about spoilers at all. Cause it, it did come out on uh, embargo day. So yeah, now, you know, the gloves are off. We're all here, but uh, yeah, the, the flag smashers are very interesting. Um, you know, we, we and they are they are super soldiers. We find out this episode they have officially they have superpowers. <laughs> they are beating up Cap. I mean, not Cap. Well, well, Cap, yeah, they were. They were. He's not, not hashtag not my Cap. We're, yeah, and that's what everyone's saying. And we 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 know this going in. It's just more of he did seem like a very genuine person. They're so first. they're so tricky. Just like with Agnes, they tried to throw in a few little lines. Oh, maybe she's not in on it, but <laughs> we know. Come on. Yeah. After you know, everyone they got their like butts handed to them when uh, during the. Uh, truck fighting sequence, which I thought was really great, but you, we, we yeah, s- that fight was really cool. And then we see um the leader of the Flag Smashers, uh, Carly, played by Aaron Kellyman. Yeah, she's um Carly Morgenthau, who is the name. I guess I think it's Carl Morgenthau in the comics is the name of the actual Flag Smasher. Like mm. in the comics, it's just one guy who's the Flag Smasher. They kind of made it like a group in this one, but yeah, it's a cool, cool nod there. Yeah, just kind of. That, that version of that yeah aaron kellyman uh she does play carly uh i believe she is a british she was in solo she was in solo that's right that's where i remember her from and i was like she looks so familiar to me yeah i was like oh okay okay you know i, I feel it i feel it so 
Yeah. And Wyatt Russell is, is John Walker. He's It's weird to see him without the beard. It is, isn't it? I, I thought he played a good fake, you know, not a re- good replacement, but a good fake Captain America, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah. He, he, he kind of looks like, oh, well, you know, we couldn't get Captain America, but we got his long lost, you know, his, his like, um, he's <laughs> like American guy. It's third. He, he's he he looks like the off-brand cereal version of like Frosted Flakes. So, you know we have Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger. And then there's I love the, the people after the first episode were saying he looked like the the old man from Up because <laughs> of the one shot he did at the end. Honestly, yeah, I I I could see that. Um, I actually did tweet a meme about that, <laughs> and it it had um uh the old man from Up with Captain America's uh, headgear on. It said same energy. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, he plays a good, you know, off brand Captain America. You know, he is trying to, you know, cl- uh, cooperate with Sam um, and Bucky, but, you know, they're having their own problems with, between each other. You know, Bucky doesn't understand why Sam gave up the shield and Sam, you know, he said it felt like it belonged to somebody else, but, Sam didn't know that, you know, the government was going to plan on creating a new mantle for Captain America. So, you know, they're dealing with their own stuff. They had their little um, therapy session as well. But, like, you could really feel the tension between the two. Because yeah, when they um, they finally uh, unite in this episode, which is nice, they kind of just get right into it. Like, Bucky's like, hey, why did you give up the shield, buddy? What are you doing? Like, you can you can just tell how mad Bucky is. Oh, he was pissed. <laughs> Those first couple of scenes too, where you can see Bucky just on the floor watching the press conference. That was so good. Yeah. You just, he's just like, what is this guy? He was livid. <laughs> like he barely blank like the entire time. And then it's like, it's, it, it is, it, it creates such a interesting tension because you have, you know, the relationship between Bucky and, and Sam, and then you have this outward Captain America who has, you know, their their best friend's shield. And, you know, especially with Bucky, you know, he's he's over he's a hundred years old and he doesn't really know what to um you know h- how to feel about all this. You know, he's still processing dealing with his own, you know, not being brainwashed by Hydra anymore. And then um we we find out that there is another super soldier that was created during their time. Um, Isaiah, I think his name was Isaiah Bradley, Isaiah Bradley. And you know, that was, it, it was a very tense episode. Just overall. He, he is, he's going to be a badass, and he's definitely going to be coming back. Like, yeah, they didn't just put him in there for 30 seconds. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, you Sam's like, you know, why are you now just telling me that there was a black, um, enhanced yeah, the, the super story soldier. he had was was pretty heartbreaking. Like he, it's kind of like the story of of many of many African Americans who go to war and then come back and aren't welcome in their own country. Like he was thrown in prison for thirty years after yeah. giving the super superheroes um, the serum. serum. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean this this this, this literally the the story just got interesting with, with episode two like episode one like I was I was feeling it but I was like yeah I need a little bit more but this is it's so interesting and you know they had to, to dive into things but I didn't even expect it to be this much this fast but it's hey, amazing hey man it's six episodes I gotta get straight to the point let's go <laughs> yeah but I mean just 
Sean Walker interacting with them like that fast. Like I thought that was going to be a buildup, but no, right away. Yeah. Seeing that, seeing that shield come in and, and hit that bad guy was so, I don't know how to feel. It was just so weird. Like I, I wanted to cheer because it's Cap Shield, but yeah, I mean he like is on John their... Walker. Come on, yeah, I mean like he is on their side. Well, he was on their side <laughs> because you know you have you know, Bucky and Sam pretty much just giving him the cold shoulder when it came to this stuff. You know they were saying, hey, you know we want to help you guys take down the Flag Smashers, and Sam's like, hey, no offense, but you know we are more free agents you have to answer to a lot more people than we do. And, you know, we can kind of move more freely and operate um, on a, in a different uh, different pace than you guys. So it, it is just, it's crazy. You, you have this guy who, you know, who, who was given this mantle. I mean, anyone who is like a war hero, which he is a war hero, would, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty big ask. Like, hey, you know, like we want you to be the next Captain America, even though, um, Steve Rogers passes shield down to Sam. And I mean, Sam felt like what he was doing was right. And even after, um, you know, they get into a little bit more of a mix up after they visit Isaiah with the cops. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Oh yeah. That was, that was just, it's the world we live in. Unfortunately, like him and Bucky are just outside having a bit of a heated argument, just kind of, bit of a shouting match but not yeah. out of control yeah and then the cops come by and they're they're really just antagonizing sam and bucky's just kind of on the sideline that's usually how it goes yeah the, the white guy usually doesn't have much to worry about and so they're asking for sam's license they're like i don't need to give you my license we're not doing anything yeah we're just talking he's fine i'm fine and then they're like oh wait you're an avenger we should probably respect you it's just like it takes being an avenger for them to respect him yeah crazy and i think that goes along with you know a lot of there's a lot of you know black people in america who feel like you know they have to work twice as hard just to get to where to where you know between sam and bucky like you said it takes being an avenger for you know the cops to recognize who you are instead of just being an you know it like you said kind of a shouting match is a disagreement you know no one was hurt that there was no punches thrown but you know it just seems that sam has had to work a little bit twice as hard and what do the cops say he's like oh he's like i didn't recognize you there without your goggles but they actually yeah, end that, up that goes back to the first episode too when he went to the bank to try to get a loan and the guy just didn't respect him at all yeah and even when he found out he was a celebrity he just asked for a picture and yeah didn't really care. and sam didn't even bring up the fact hey i'm the falcon you know i'm part of the avengers because he even said he's like oh well you know it's you know, he's like, I didn't want to bring it up, you know, because number one, like, why would you? It's really not the time or the place for that. It's just a guy, you know, trying to get a loan to save his parents' uh, fishing business. So there's that. But, yeah, it, it was crazy. So, I mean, they actually end up um, arresting Bucky instead because he missed his um, missed ther- therapy parole in a way. But then he gets pardoned for it later because – yeah, John Walker. John Walker. And he's like, "Hey, uh, you're free. Come work with us." <laughs> it's literally like, "Oh, who'd you call Captain America?" No, I got someone better. I got his like his his third cousin on his mom's side. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally the off-red cereal <laughs> version. Of I, I mean, America. I was 
I was getting fooled. Like we mentioned, I was getting fooled in the beginning. Like he might be a good guy, but then the the nail in the coffin was towards the end when he's trying to rec- just recruit them one last time. Yeah, he's like, "Hey Sam, I, I just I just want you to be the, uh, Captain America sidekick again." Yeah, and Sam was like, "It's always that last line that gets you." Yep, because you can. The way I'm seeing it is, it's kind of like this John this John Walker guy kind of has like just these pawns in his life to just make him look like a better person than he is. He's got an African-American best friend, an African-American girlfriend. He wants Sam Wilson as a sidekick. He's just kind of, he has these pawns that he's just using to try to prop him up as a better person than he is. And I feel like that's going to come out as the show goes on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about his girlfriend. She's seen black mixed or whatever. Still black, whatever. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. It, It is, it's, it's getting interesting and you know, and they, um, they, they go, excuse me. They go to uh, towards the end of the episode. They go to go uh, go to visit uh, Baron Zemo, who's in prison. But I'm interested to see. I'm and really and now I'm just like I was not as interested in season. I, when, when they one. said when they said let's go see Zemo, I was like, oh shit. It's like let's oh, it's go. like that. Yeah, because I thought you know even though Zemo probably is one of the bad guys, is also is Flax Smashers, which I think. Is going to be the main villain, but I think Zemo I th- could even be the one behind the Flag Smashers. That's true. That is very, very true. And he mean? might be forming his own Thunderbolts team. There's a lot of a lot of possibilities. <laughs> yeah, and I I can, I can see why. I'm, hey, I, now I'm invested. Like first episode, I was like, all right, you know, it's it's a nice little setup. But let's we, we got five weeks left. You know, week two is here already. I was like, "Oh, okay, let's." Yeah, we're we're diving in. Yeah, now 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 we're getting to the good stuff. We're we're getting into the weeds there. So that's that's always some good stuff. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to kind of touch on before we wrap up here? Um, we also got um, Isaiah Bradley's grandson. He was going to answer the door in the comics. He is famously, um, I feel I think his name is is it the Patriot? I think so. I, yeah, he play, he, he's he's a known character in the comics, so he might be another recruitment for the Young Avengers. They're just stockpiling picks here for the Young Avengers team coming up. I love, like, the young superheroes, you know, the ones that are trying to learn their ups from the older ones. That's why I love the Titans so much, like Young Justice, Teen Titans, you know, because it's, it's these protégés trying to make their own team. Like, in, in, and in a way, they, it is also uh, a coming-of-age story as well. Which, you know, I'm always a sucker for. I absolutely love stories like that. And, you know, give, give me all the young Avengers that you can because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm giddy. They're, they're coming. They're yeah, coming. Like, they have like 10 choices to choose from, it feels like. So who, who do you think would be the leader? Do you think it would be Spider-Man? Um, I feel like he's he's too good for the young Avengers, to be honest. He's, really? he's an Avenger. Ooh, I don't know, man. That guy got I think, busted. Uh, I think sure. Kate Bishop <laughs> might be the leader. Okay. Uh, people were saying Shuri as well. They could see her. Yeah. So that could be very interesting. Or possibly Echo. I mean, I even with Daredevil, I'm not entirely sure. But um, it, it it is, you know, and when it comes to, like, the, you know, the young protege teams, you know, you get these more unknown. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, Miss Marvel is going to be there. Yeah, Miss Marvel will be there. Uh, Maybe Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's always interesting just to see you know, who their villains are, you know, like, yeah, it is more of small scale, but even though I, you know, uh, I, I like dragged my way through Titan season one and two, like the, 
the um the villains seemed more you know on their level kind of like i think in in titan season one the main villain is trigun which is um raven's daughter and then the main villain in titan season two is um deathstroke and i i thought deathstroke was a way better villain than trigon was he was kind of just there but it, it is it's interesting just to see you know that kind of thing i, I just love you know the, the young team ups the, the protégés coming together making their own team you know and proving to themselves that you know they aren't you know they're their mentors like even though yeah we had batman and robin you had dick grayson but you know he eventually becomes nightwing you know he does like yes he trained under batman but you know he, he's still his own hero in, in in his own way which is great but you ready to get into scores i also just wanted to mention um rest in peace red wing oh crap it's so soon dude carly snapped it like yeah. I was like, oh. and then Bucky was like, I, I really wanted to do that. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, but just, I think I think that opens the door for a, a real Falcon could be the replacement because he's been complaining about how uh, they've been interfering with his tech. Yeah, and he got he got tracked through Red Wing. That's how by John, John Walker. Walker that's how they found him initially. So I think God. if we look at a real Falcon, just like in the comics, could yeah. be cool. That would be great. We'll give it a little bit more of a personality. Add kind of like a third to like the little trinity between falcon soldier and then you have um the winter soldier falcon and then you know red hawk uh, also red hawk. also we should mention um there was a joke where sam calls bucky the white panther and he replies <laughs> no i'm the white wolf <laughs> i didn't know that they were going to continue that but yeah um because uh what yeah it was black panther who, who said uh, uh um you know how's the white wolf i think it was towards the end of um Civil War scene for Black Panther. Was it Black Panther? Okay. Yeah. And also, really quick, I want to point out the uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings weapon uh, yeah. reference. <laughs> I loved that scene so much. He read it when it first came out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, Gandalf. He's like, yeah, I read The Hobbit when it came out in <laughs> in nineteen. I think it was like thirty one or whatever. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that was so. <laughs> The three, uh, the three, three types of bad guys: androids, aliens, and wizards. <laughs> that was great. He was like, "I read The Hobbit when it first came out." I'm like, I, I love things like that. You know, it's it's small little Easter eggs like that. It's like, okay, yeah, Bucky is old enough to even know who J.R. Tolkien is, and has probably read The Lord of the Rings when they first came out as well. So it's like, it's it's crazy stuff like that. That I absolutely love about this um, these TV shows and Marvel continues to, you know, just blow our socks off when it comes to this stuff. So I'm I'm very interested to see where the rest of this goes. See where Baron Zemo and the Flag Smashers have to um, see, see what their their true stance is on, in all this, all the betrayals and what. And I just I just love the dynamic between the we got we have two sets of two here. We got. Uh, Falcon and Bucky, and then we've got a uh, new cap and Battlestar. It's just kind of, it's just such a cool dynamic because it is a cool dynamic. <laughs> we don't, we don't know how, how villain, villainly is that a word? Vill, villainly, how villainly they are, but yeah, or we'll how sadistic, or especially Battlestar because he didn't really show too many bad signs, but he's kind of just along for the ride. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, well, I was kind of assigned to him, so like, yeah, I'm here. Like, they clearly they know each other. But it's like, you know, it seems that they do have a friendship, but it is, you know, the the mirrored image of Bucky and Sam kind of. Yeah. Or yeah, it's it's weird, but 
Hey, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> it is great stuff. So let's let's get into scores here. Let, let's wrap up. Uh, what grade would you give this out of uh, for episode two, uh, the Star Spangled Man? And of course, say you know the grade and then whatever number you want to attach to it, because I think that will make it a little bit easier. Yeah, this this one had me hyped. I mean, this set up so many storylines, gave us a bunch of new characters. Like, it was, what, five to six new characters in one episode, and it still didn't feel overwhelming? Yeah. Like, we understand pretty much how we feel about most of them within one episode. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go with a, an A-, minus, like a, like a 91. Just really... Really gets me going. I'm excited. Okay, I was I was gonna go with the solid A. I give it a nice uh, little ninety uh, a, a ninety five there. I I thought it was I thought it was a pretty damn. Near I, I wanted to leave some some wiggle room in case the yeah. episodes keep getting better, like WandaVision. That is true. That that is yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. The WandaVision was more you know the, the head the theorizing and you know the, the head games and whatnot. I mean, this does seem feel more like a traditional Marvel story, but it's still good. You know, like they've like we like you know they've been planning this stuff out for a while, so it's it's good stuff. So ninety one from Devin and a uh, ninety five from myself, a minus on Devin's end and a solid A for me. Honestly, I thought it was I, I was I was roped in. I was like, oh man, like, I didn't want it to be over, but. Hey, that, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, week-to-week uh, releases. So, um, of course, that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode of Film Optics. Um, you know, Devin, of course, thank you always for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening at home. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating and a nice little review. If you didn't like us, let us know what you didn't like about us. You know, we, we it's not just positive Criticism or positive feedback. You, you got to take the, the bad with the good. So it is what it is there. But also, um, let's just wrap up here today so we can get out of here. I believe we have our, our Godzilla versus Kong review coming out um, next week. I'm seeing it Wednesday. So we should, I'll, I'll probably watch the rest of Solar, Solar Opposites Six. this weekend. We can do that early next week. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. I almost forgot. Thank you for reminding me, Devin. So we also have our solar opposite season two review. Um, if you haven't seen solar opposite season one, we're kind of want to go back to our, uh, season one episode, uh, uh, episode of that. That'd be pretty cool. I think we did that. Feels like a year ago, maybe, but it was only, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a quick turnaround. So uh, we have our Godzilla versus Kong review coming out next week, as well as our Solar Opposites season two review and possibly Invincible. I don't yeah, know. I think, I think next week we'll, be, we'll do uh, the com- the combo Falcon, Winter Soldier, and <laughs> you're, Invincible. You're killing me so much. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible. Invincible. <laughs> hey, what a, what a team! If we do that. <laughs> We either have to shorten down these news stories. No, or no news. No news. If no news. Yeah, that, that, that is true. <laughs> it's, it's news is, you know, kind of hit or miss some weeks. It's like this week was really, really good. Last week, nothing. 
<laughs> but it, it is what it is. So, yeah, let's get out of here. So that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And make sure to check out the other podcast shows over on MusicCityDriving.com and subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Go to MusicCityDriving.com.